We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. My fabulous friend, how are you on this exquisite day? Just know that we are sending you energy hugs and blessings of healing light and great love. So here's a question for you to consider. Have you ever been in a situation where you watch a person just, you know, go crazy emotionally? It's like either um, overreacting to something with great anger or tears. Or here's another question for you to consider. Have you ever overreacted to something? Maybe knew you were highly emotional, but didn't even know why. Maybe crying over something very small or gone to zero to 100 with your anger. A word that's sometimes used in situations like this is that you were triggered or that, you know, another person was triggered. An emotional trigger is anything, including memories, experiences, or events that sparks an intense emotional reaction, regardless of your current mood. So this happened to me recently, and I'm pretty good most of the time. I don't get triggered easily because I've done a lot of work in this area. I don't feel like I get really emotional. I'm able to observe in equanimity most things and hold space for other people that are perhaps dealing with some um, intense or dramatic emotions. But it was funny because... um, I was sitting on the couch with my husband, and we're in the process of building... um, an arena for our horses and stables. And we have a ring camera up by our um, project. And this guy came up and he was looking over the fence at uh, our project. And he said, oh, it's probably some guy who has this uh, trophy wife who likes horses. And my husband told me that as it was happening. And I just started laughing. I thought that was very funny. You know, people can project on me and I laugh most of the time. Because I know what people say really has nothing to do with me, right? Don't take things personally because nothing ever is. People are just projecting their realities all the time. So about 30 seconds later, I um, see this notice on Facebook where somebody says to me on a post, it wasn't a friend of mine, but it was a friend of a friend, a friend of a friend that said, Tammy Balashevsky, you need to do more cardio. sat there with that for a moment and I thought, what could that possibly mean? I think it can only mean one thing, that I need to lose weight. (laughs) What else could that mean? I don't think she's concerned about the health of my heart. I think she's saying I'm fat. (laughs) I kind of lost it. (laughs) I was I actually kind of maybe called her a name or two. My husband's like, what what is going on? What are you what's happening? And I said, well, this woman on Facebook just said I need to do more cardio. And he goes, what does that mean? I said, I think it means that she thinks I'm fat. And then I just started like responding to this and I got defensive. I got angry. I said, I don't think you're talking to me. And she goes, oh, yeah, I'm talking to you. We have very similar body types. And I know I benefited greatly from doing more cardio. And I started explaining myself. I'm five foot seven and I weigh 115. You know, and she's like, well, we have similar bodies. And when you get older, you're going to, you're going to gain more weight and you're going to 
regret that you didn't do more cardio. <laughs> and then I said, but I am old. <laughs> I really lost it. So my husband said something that didn't really help. He goes, Tammy, you shouldn't feel that way. So when you tell someone they shouldn't feel a certain way, what you're essentially doing is shaming them. It doesn't help. It doesn't work. It's saying how you are, how you're feeling isn't okay. And you should be other than that. And I think I heard that a lot as a kid. And um, I did put my emotions away. And it's taken me a long time to get back to the place of listening to and trying to be friends with and um, glean wisdom from my emotions. So I just glared at him. <laughs> and then he said something really smart. He goes, okay, what's coming up for you right now? This is usually a good question when somebody's triggered or in a lot of emotion. What is beneath this intense emotional experience? And I didn't know at the time, but I set the intention to figure it out. So a little bit later, I sat on the couch. I, I tucked him into bed and I sat on the couch and I went, okay, what is coming up for me? Why was I triggered by this? And something I like to do is just follow the line of energy back. So I'm feeling this energy of like being defensive, being angry of, you know, calling this woman names. When have I felt this before? So I'm just allowing myself to be carried back in time. And I landed in this place where I was a sophomore in high school. And I was dating this guy. And he would quite often body shame me. He didn't call me fat, but he did body shame me. He called me names and said it was skinny. And he would always point out these um, girls who had great figures. And it always made me feel really sad, really insecure. It made me question and doubt myself. So when that woman said that, it made me feel like that 16-year-old girl in high school that didn't have a voice, that just tolerated these um, insults. And I never spoke up. So it was almost like that 15-year-old, 16-year-old girl that didn't speak up at that time because she didn't have the words and didn't understand that that wasn't really okay. She was provoked. She was triggered. She wanted to speak up to this woman who was body shaming me, who was insulting me, who was unkind. And a funny thing happened, because I think when we do this, what we need to do is just be present with that younger self, that one inside of us that experienced those things that maybe felt unjust or were painful, and talk to them and listen to them and be with them. My teachers would say, we heal when we bring love and compassion to the places inside that hurt. So it was almost like I was sitting with my 16-year-old self, being present with her here and now being my adult self as she was in her pain and listening to her and talking to her and telling her that everything was going to be okay, that she was loved, that she is important, and that she will be adored, that she'll get out of this relationship and manifest a man that adores her. She's just going to have to walk through some things for a while. And uh, have some experiences and learn some things. 
but her life was going to be amazing and magical. And it was almost like, and this is what happens often, a deep breath occurs that transcends time. It can go back to that time we experienced that initial wounding and influence us and heal us and unravel the hurts from the inside out, from the bottom up, from the past to the future. And then when I thought about this woman making these comments on Facebook, it didn't trigger me anymore. It was like, this is her stuff. It has nothing to do with me. So I was back in my equanimity because I know how to do this work. And a funny thing happened because I was telling my sister about it. The next day, all the comments were gone. She had deleted all the comments. It was like it didn't even happen. And I don't know who this person is. I don't know her name. And there's no way I could continue the conversation. And I don't need to. She served her purpose in my life as she got me to um, explore my trigger. And I think all of us have this capacity, potential, and ability if we just know how to do it. It's just another tool in our toolbox. So to just have that presence of mind when we're dealing with a situation where we are experiencing uncomfortable emotion, be it anger, be it sadness, be it defensiveness, and go, okay, what's beneath this? What's coming up for me now? And just following that line of energy or allowing yourself to get beneath that uncomfortable and emotion and ask ourselves, what is the deeper message here? What is the opportunity here? What is the learning? What is coming up for me now? What is coming up for me now? And as we know how to do this for and within ourselves, we can start to become more effective in doing this for others. I know I do this a lot um, in counseling situations when someone's either crying or upset and just to be able to hold space in a very peaceful and compassionate and gentle way and say, what's coming up for you? If those tears could speak English, what would they say? Or if people are saying, you know what, I'm, my stomach is killing me right now. Okay, if your stomach could speak, what would it like you to know? What is its message? What is its wisdom? So often I think when we're in discomfort, physically or emotionally, we try to um, run away from it. We try to get away from it. We try to fight with whatever is outside of us. That's how most people navigate. But uh, it's not how we get to the higher levels of consciousness and becoming truly empowered, sovereign beings. We do that as we learn to turn inward when we're in any kind of discomfort and glean the wisdom and information so that we can release it and get back to that place of clarity and equanimity and uh, inner peace. The other day I was uh, hanging out with my horses and I was mixing their grain and there's a girl there that does a lot of work and she usually mixes my horse's grain for me. And I, I said, hey, honey, you don't have to mix my horse's grain. I'm doing your job for you. And she just got really upset. And I was like, what's going on for you? What's coming up for you? And she goes, it just makes me feel like a failure. And that certainly was not my intention. I was just saying I was taking responsibility for my own horses. But it 
triggered her, brought something up for her. And I knew how to just call myself forward and become more present and hold space and ask the question, what's coming up for you? And once she said that, I was able to say, no, I'm, I'm sorry. That's not what I meant at all. It meant that I was just taking care of my horses so that you don't have to take over responsibility for them. And I think she felt a little bit of relief in that there was no judgment. But often we feel if um, we're being judged, we can get defensive or we can get angry or we can get hurt. And um, we withdraw our approval from ourselves, which is really more painful than anyone um, projecting on us or withdrawing their approval. So when I read that post on Facebook where that woman said, you need to do more cardio, I went into judgment of myself. So I defended myself. It was an old habit and it was uh, an old wound that I didn't even know needed addressing. And I wouldn't have known had she not provoked that wound, had she not got close to it and poked it with a stick. Another situation that occurred recently where um, a friend of mine was like, what is going on here? We saw a mutual friend get very upset about something. Um, somebody had said something to her and she got triggered and she got in, she went into this place of upset. And my friend looked at me and said, why is she doing that? If somebody would have said that to me, it wouldn't have bothered me at all. And I said, because you don't have a wound in that area. This girl does. So somebody came along and like poked this uh, place of wounding or infection in her and it, it, it hurts. So she's responding in an, um, a very reactive way. She goes, oh my gosh, that makes perfect sense. So when we see someone um, reacting in an overly dramatic way, it means there's a wound. My teacher would say there's an opportunity for healing in anything that disrupts your peace. There's an opportunity for healing in anything that disrupts your peace. Because if we're healed, we're able to observe in equanimity and be peaceful. And what we don't want to do is a spiritual bypass where we say, oh, no, that didn't bother me, where it really did. So when my husband said, well, you shouldn't feel that way. In the past, I might have just done a spiritual bypass going, oh, yeah, you're right, and just stuffed it down. But we can't pretend that we don't feel what we feel. We can't pretend and we can't put a Band-Aid on it. We can't just like, well, we can but it's not healing or effective to just change a channel or tuck it away and pretend that that isn't how we feel. I think we heal and we become more whole as we give credence and credibility to our feelings, but then rather than defend, explain, um, allow them to whip us around or deny, we get in touch with the deeper wisdom, the deeper message, the deeper information, what's coming up for you now. Anytime you're in discomfort, what's coming up for you now? Can you follow that line of energy back to an earlier time in your life where you felt whatever way this current situation is making you feel? So some common situations that can trigger intense emotions where we have wounds can include that sense of being rejected or judged being betrayed or 
um, being excluded or ignored or disapproval, criticism or feeling unwanted. But as we can take care of ourselves, as we can be our own cheerleader and sit in that place of love and compassion for ourselves, even though something outside of us is making us feel unloved or unimportant or unworthy. If we can come back to that place of acknowledging that we are loved, that we are worthy, and then allowing God to pour down his love and blessings, grace and adoration on us, we heal. We become more whole. We become more aligned and we shore up our connection to the divine. I was reading one of my very favorite books recently, Letting Go by David Hawkins, Letting Go, The Pathwork of Surrender. And he said, if we can get beneath any and all of our painful emotions, it comes down to us feeling unworthy of love. I thought that was pretty interesting. And I, I sat with that in regards to this recent situation where I felt like I was being judged on Facebook and maybe was being judged on Facebook. Did that make me feel unworthy of being loved? Actually, yes, it did. It made my 15-year-old feel judged. My 16-year-old that was being body shamed. When you're feeling shamed, you feel embarrassed. You feel unworthy. You feel not valuable. And if we have that awareness that no matter what happens, we are always, 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 always worthy of God's love. God's love is available all of the time. So as we can get in touch with and process and get beneath our uncomfortable emotions, as we can sit in loving compassion with our inner child as an adult self from that place of um, kindness, acceptance, and love, and then allow God to love on us, an incredible healing happens. And then what this other person or the situation that triggered us whatever that was, has served its purpose in getting us to turn inward and to um, allow those layers of old emotion or old heartbreak, the drama and trauma of our past to come up and out. It's like this, this um, some sort of maybe emotional infection can come up and out. We're no longer trying to do a spiritual bypass. We're no longer putting Band-Aids on things. We're allowing it to come up and out and get to that deeper place of compassion. Compassion for our younger selves, compassion from God to us so that we can relax into that place of authentic equanimity where we can really accept and believe and receive and feel that we are worthy, that we are lovable, that we are valuable, that we are important, despite anything and everything that has ever happened to us, where we might have taken on beliefs that weren't true. When my boyfriend, when I was 16, body shamed me, it made me feel like I wasn't okay. And if I was to follow that line of energy back even further, 
I'm sure I felt that earlier in my life where I felt like I'm not okay the way that I am. But when I got to the place of realizing, you know what? I am okay the way that I am. God loves me exactly as I am. And you know what? You are okay exactly as you are. God loves you exactly as you are because he created you. And so somewhere along the lines, we experienced misinterpretations of reality. And those can be very painful. But when we can turn back around and go to those memories, those places where we made that misinterpretation with current love, current compassion, gentleness, kindness, and we receive God's current love, current compassion, gentleness, and kindness, grace can occur. It can pour down on us and imbue us with this healing power that can transform every aspect of our lives, that, that can light up those painful places in our psyche and bring this sense of relief and freedom, peace, comfort, grace, and great love. This is my intention. And perhaps that's why this happened the other day for me to be quote unquote triggered so that I can go to deeper and deeper and deeper levels of self-love, self-compassion, self-acceptance, and allowing God to hold me in, in love, compassion, and acceptance, claiming that I am the child in whom God is well-pleased. And I hope you can accept this, receive this, hear this, and believe this. You are the child in whom God is well-pleased. And the next time you are feeling triggered, either feeling anger or sadness or self-doubt, to be able to say, you know what? I am the child in whom God is well-pleased. Go back to the inner child that made it, maybe doesn't believe that. Sit with them, listen to them, hold them, love them, learn from them. And then allow God to sit with, listen to, and love you. You are priceless. You are precious. You are exquisite. You are worthy, not because of anything you do, but because of who you are. And you can't even help that. That's how God created you to be. You are the apple of his eye. You are important. You are priceless. You are precious. You bring something extraordinary to the planet that would be missing without you. If you can know this consistently, you will thrive. We attract what we believe we deserve. And as we unravel any of those beliefs that we aren't worthy, that we aren't lovable, once we heal those, we ascend in our consciousness and we begin to attract more support from people, from life, from God. The angels celebrate and they want to be in relationship with us. They want to gift us. They want to bless us. But we have to create the space for that to happen. And that happens as we heal old hurts. We use our triggers to become um, educated and informed so that we can finally relax into that place of great comfort, of great peace, of faith and alignment. To me, that is the journey to center. This is the journey to center. And the more I reside in this place of center, despite the storms, the better and better and better. 
my life works. And I hope this is true for you as well, to set that intention to live from center, aligned and peaceful, comfortable and congruent. Your inner child on your lap, you're on God's lap, and you are precious. You are pristine. You are priceless. You are worthy. And you are loved, loving, lovable, and a vortex of light and love in the world. As you know this and ripple it out, not, but not only do you feel better, you bring more healing to the planet. So I hope you know this. I hope you believe this. I hope you receive this. I hope you are celebrating the aspect of the divine that you are. Please know that you are in our heart meditations and prayers here at Empower Radio. And that I would love to hear from you, TammyBPhD.com. Find me on Instagram or Facebook. And know that I would love, love, love to continue to journey onward and upward with you in ever-expanding love. God bless you. I love you. Bye for now.